0: This is The Agape Project, from the Office of Campus Ministry at Bellarmine University. Welcome to The Agape Project. Here, we take a moment to listen to stories told by members of the Bellarmine community to learn about their worldview, spiritual practices, and their calling and purpose as they are recognized in their lives. To learn more about the Agape Project, we invite you to listen to the introductory episode of our podcast. Agape is a Greek word for the highest form of love, one that embraces universal, selfless, and unconditional care. Some find agape love in God's love for humankind, others in the selfless love of total strangers. We invite you to listen for examples of agape love in action in this next story. Let's enter the conversation.
1: I am currently a sophomore uh, neuroscience major at the Bellarmine University.
0: Cool, cool. So, can you tell me a little bit about your faith background, Isha?
1: Yeah, I'm Muslim. Where do I begin? What do I say? So, I grew up in uh, the United Arab Emirates, predominantly in Dubai, but uh, a ma majority of my life I spent in Sharjah as well. Um and I grew up around a lot of Muslim people, so it was kind of like a monolith, but not really because we had a lot of different like cultures and backgrounds mm-hmm. and people of different faiths and communities. so we had a lot of like Christian people and Hindu people and people from various like um mm-hmm. religious groups. but I always had a solid community like right outside mm-hmm. of the building that I lived in, there was a mosque, and there they would always like have an Adhan or an Azan um Mm-hmm. that would play at 5 p.m., so it would come, like, it was, like, the prayer would come, and then we would all, like, you know, go there, and and there was more accessibility to, like, meet people um, mm-hmm. of the same community, and there's just, like, this understanding of just, well, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's just, like, this community that you, like, that I so desperately want and I crave yeah. here. And you just can't find that sort of connection really unless like you go to a mosque here and you find your community here. But it, even even then it's not the same sort of cultural experience because halal food is accessible everywhere there. You have mm-hmm. halal food in all of the restaurants. All of the mm-hmm. restaurants are halal because um, the Emirates, they're predominantly like a Muslim uh, country um, or like Islam is like one of the ma- major religions of, of the country. So you have halal foods everywhere so you don't have to worry about oh if you're going here will i be able to get a halal food if i'm getting this gummy bear does it have gelatin in it like you don't have to worry about any of the things that you worry about here in america so that that whole different that was a whole other ball game school we had islamic studies class like we had religions class Mm -hmm. and like we would you know learn about the Quran and the teachings of the prophet and we would like have Mm -hmm. like such a rich curriculum and where you were immersed in this like Uh beautiful like just like you would understand you would finally just like understand your own culture and then you when i moved here Uh there were there was such a lack of that from people that did grow up muslim you know they didn't really have that they the only like teachings that they they really got were from their parents or from the mosque if they went um but Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that weren't as fortunate, um, to, to receive the same sort of, like, love and community that I was kind of, like, immersed in from a younger age, and so I, I was just a very social person because I grew up social, um, Mm -hmm. in, in in Dubai, and, like, you just weren't afraid to say, like, talk in your own language or your own (laughs) native language, like, you, you would walk into school, and you would see someone, and you'd be, like, oh, hey, man, like, What's going on, but you say it in like Hindi or like whatever language that you speak, Arabic, Hindi, whatever, right? And you would always have someone that would understand you. Whereas here, you kind of have to ask someone. If you even, if you meet someone on campus, you're like, oh, you're Indian, but do you know how to speak Hindi? Or you're Indian, but um, like how culturally like in touch are you with with the, the culture? um that that's kind of redundant how culturally are in touch are you with your culture but um you know but like how much uh, of the culture do you practice because there's a lot of people that don't really practice a, a lot of the traditions that we have like they don't celebrate the Bali, they don't celebrate and that's not muslim uh that's not um in islam that's like you know uh, a whole like indian celebration do you watch Bollywood movies do do you like doing like things like that do you like going to get indian food and do you like yeah. do you like you know, doing, doing things that were considered the norm back home, whereas now you have to make it a part of this diversity curriculum, which is so like strange <laughs> and like obscure, like just to think about like how you have to work hard to make diversity a part of like the initiatives that we're working on on campus. Whereas before it was just like a part of the flow. You never had to worry about that. It was already set in motion, but here you have to actively work and try to set new initiatives. Trying to try make sure that we're more culturally immersive and we're more like underst- culturally competent as a community. And mm-hmm. so, when I first moved here, it was like I wasn't really even ready. I like there was a whole culture shock. I wasn't even ready to like explain myself, explain my identity to other people because I was just like, I, I was of the understanding that you know, people would get it people would just know but they didn't know and so you had to explain yourself you had to just like explain your being and that's so hard to do um Mm -hmm. and so when you found someone that was indian or pakistani or or whatever you know when you found someone that has is, is from the same background as you or from like a similar background as you you get so excited you get so charged up. You're like, oh my god! there's finally a person that like kind of understands me that I don't have to explain myself to, and they don't have as many questions about who I am as a person. And I don't mind the questions at all. I love it. I love when people ask me questions about like mm-hmm. my faith and my background as as an Indian person, and like what is the what are what what is Eid, and what what are all these different things that I celebrate. I love that because it means that you're trying, mm-hmm. um, but it was so seamless in the in in the Emirates, so it, it's just like a different set of it's a different pace and it's like even when you make friends here that are from the same like background as you, you never know if they're gonna understand you you never know if your friend is like from the same part of India that you are or if, or if your friend is Sunni Muslim or Shia Muslim not that there's like a big difference between the two or like the huge difference, but you you never really know at that point but there's this understanding that all like or at least I have this understanding that we have to stick together as a community because if we don't have each other then who do we have you know Mm -hmm. and so that's basically sums up like my experience as a Muslim growing up in America obviously it was like weird as well at certain points because it was just it, it was weird fasting when people were like not fasting because back then it was like a national holiday like no one was like it it was basically like you were excused from your work from after like 5 p.m or whatever just to go spend time with your family and to like you know do what you have to do because you have to break your fast soon after five when the sun sets and everything so people just they just got got the hang of things here it's like no you're gonna have to work twice as hard To maintain the same sort of like standard of living or set of like like not standard of living but like the normalcy of living or or whatever the status quo was the status quo thanks for sharing isha um so when you immigrated over from dubai to the united states
0: did you face any circumstances where you feel like people misunderstood islam or said like, really negative things to you that might have been racist or a microaggression.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the prime examples of that. I'm not hijabi, but I I like know that a lot of people would think that the hijab was a symbol of oppression, whereas it's actually liberation. Like it gives the like. Gives hijabis a sense of liberation because they feel more closer and connected to God. Like, you're not oppressed when you wear a hijab. You're clo- you're you are more. You feel more intimate with God, and that's that's beautiful. Um, and and I, I can't imagine anyone thinking that that is oppressive or that you know restricts your relationship with yourself or and it actually makes you feel better as a person. It makes you feel like yeah. I feel so connected with myself. And and it just teaches, like even with like Eid and like Ramadan, for example, it teaches you the importance of sacrifice and patience, which is such a virtue that we don't like, we don't, you know, appreciate enough. We don't take it, we take it so for granted where it's like, when some, any minor inconvenience happens, it's just like a blow up. You know, we're not patient with ourselves. We, we are not willing to just wait it out and and like you know wait the tides out instead we blow up we 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 don't practice the art of equanimity or equanimity however you pronounce it right and it's like whenever something big happens you you t- treat it like a little tide like you treat it like a tide that comes in and you're like oh that was awesome that feels so good and you give it equal importance to the bad things that happen in life where it's like a little tide and, and like your big wave that is that is your life right and and the, like you have an ocean full of people an ocean full of like water droplets around you but it's just this little tide that comes in and it's like a moment of happiness and a moment of sadness a moment of happiness a moment of sadness and you treat it with equal importance and i am so guilty of doing this where i blow things out of proportion and i over analyze situations and i'm like oh my god da, da, da. and then i try to ground myself i try to bring myself back to reality by having these conversations, by talking to people and trying to understand my emotions and my feelings um, and practicing patience is one of the key things about like Islam and and practicing Ramadan. And so that's where it all circles back to like Ramadan, you don't eat from sunrise to sunset, right? Like you don't eat from that entire period not because you're just trying to empathize with the people that are less fortunate than you but also because you want to be more appreciative and you want to be more grateful for the things that you do have and it's not the whole thing because i don't i'm not the biggest like i'm not the the type of person that would tell someone that's like you know going through a hard time be grateful for what you do have because that is so insensitive sometimes like for people that are going through a rough time mm-hmm. Um, but I am the type of person that thinks that like with ev- verily with every hardship, there's ease. So that's a Quran quote that I really love. And I resonate with it a lot because um, even when there is hardship, it makes you a more rounded person and it and it shapes you into who you are and my my understanding of the world is that people change people so whoever you meet and that's like this is a boy meets world i'm literally quoting boy meets world right now but yeah that and and it all ties back to to islam and, and that like through every hardship you will meet some people and those people will remind you of who you are. And then you have to remind yourself of who you are. And you have to remind yourself that you're not your accomplishments. And that you're not what you do. And that you're not what. You, like, the clubs that you're in. Or the things that you do for your community. Even though those are all noble and amazing things that you're doing. That's awesome. Like, I applaud you 150%. But you are your. You are your beliefs. Like, like you are, like. the the basis of who you are as a person is what you believe, like, and, like, your morals, that's, that's what shapes you fundamentally, and, like, the people that you surround yourself with shape you, and you can obviously grow, and you can shift, and you can mold into another person, right, that's, that's very, like, easily, like, changeable when, when you meet other people, and you go through, like, cycles and phases of your life, but you, you have to understand at the end of the day, it's, like, I'm not Isha the blah, 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 or Isha the da, 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 da. I'm Isha the, the nice blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm Isha the, the kind of person that will try to cheer you up when you're having a bad day. That, that's, that's at the, like, at the root of who I am is, like, that's what I want in life, like, that's who I want to think of myself as, not someone and and like all of the characteristics that define a person, those are great characteristics to have. Whether you have positive, positive characteristics or, like, attributes or you have negative attributes, all of those are equally as valid. I'm not saying that if you're hardworking or if you're, like, whatever, you know, whatever you are, those are, like, I'm not saying that that's not important. I'm just saying at the end of the day, you're more than just what you do for other, you're not more than, you're just more than what you do, you know, in, in the day's time or in a week's time or like in in the grand scheme of things you're more than just that you're how you made people like is this one quote that I really resonate with it's uh people don't remember what you did or um what you said but they do remember how you made them feel and if you can make someone feel good and you can make someone feel whole and complete or like just joy if you can make someone feel joy and and enjoy such a simple word but it's such a profound feeling if you can make someone feel joy or if you can make someone feel at peace that's the most beautiful transcendent transcendent feeling that you can give anyone and and that's that's at the like root of what i aim to be and who i am and before i used to tie my identity to these like labels right it was like isha is blah 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 blah, or Isha is blah 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 blah, blah. It, it doesn't matter what the labels were right it was, Isha is blah, blah 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 positive adjective negative adjective whatever it is right P- Isha the da, da 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 right but now I am coming to realize that it's like no I'm Isha the kind person or Isha the the person that will wave at you or smile at you when you're, like, walking by, or Isha, the, the person that makes funny jokes about whatever I'm making a funny joke about, and, like, just, just that, and, and, like, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've learned so far this year, the importance of patience, the importance of being kind to yourself, the importance of learning to, um, detach yourself from this identity that you've created or this 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 shell that you put yourself in um and and that's what islam has done for me because at the end of the day i i ground myself in that and i look at all the things that have happened and i reflect and i'm like oh that happened but that's just a little tide. like that's just a little tide in my in my big chasm of life right and not that the chasm sounds daunting but it's just like this big like microcosm, the, even though macrocosm, this big, this huge ma- macrocosm. And each moment and phase of my life is a little microcosm. And with microcosm, microcosms, there's people in those microcosms and like experiences that I have within each like transition. And so, yeah, and I think music is also very holy for me. Um, it, it spiritually like, uplifting. I don't know where that came from, but I was just like I was just like going on like these are tangential kind of thoughts, right? And so music has always been something that helps helps ground me and like with every major change in my life, um I I listen to like the lyrics and I actually try to like decipher what is this person trying to say actually? Like it, it's I can't even describe it. It's it's all inspiring. It's like it's it like leaves me in awe, right? and like i'll listen to like a good maggie rogers song not that maggie rogers is a religious figure or anything like that but like her words are holy to me you know they make me feel period like they just make me feel and and that's the most important thing that an artist can give you an artist can give you a community and they can make you feel and if they've accomplished those two things those that's like the fundamental of being like you like that's like the root of being an amazing freaking artist you know um and so maggie rogers talks about the changes that she's experienced in her life and how people change overnight and that's literally a song people change like overnight and and like it's helped me with a lot of like difficult situations in my life and it's like light on and alaska and and like and then um just Burning and uh the knife and all these different songs with weird titles that you're probably like what 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 are these songs about like it sounds like a murder, no no, no, it's not about a murder, um, but it's about like the experiences that she's had about like losing someone and like not even like in the type of way where like they like passed away unfortunately, but in the type of way where they're no longer a part of your life or someone that's no longer a part of your life and grieving that, and then also like accepting this new part of your life that you were never like accustomed to, that you never like signed up for and just learning how to navigate the waters. And like, she just goes through so much and and like it's a whole like narrative that she, she gives in, in her like songs. And so it helps me feel sane. It helps me like feel like I'm not alone and that's the most important thing that can that music can do for you. Like I said, give you a community make you feel less like alone in, in your thoughts and, and how you feel. And um and that's integral to being a good artist. And then for like Bollywood music, oh my god, that's my jam. I love Bollywood music because it's like I have a whole language that I can just understand, and it's my, like, I feel so connected, it's such an intimate experience, because I can understand that language, and if there's someone else in that car, in the car with me, they can't understand it, and it's like, the artist is literally, it feels so intimate that they're speaking to me, right, mm-hmm. and there's a song, like, kwaja kwaja. there's, like, "Mala mire Mala mire. and it's just talking about, like, God, and, like, the intimate experiences that you have with God, and just, like, yeah. this person is going through a rough part in their life, and he's, like, um, talking about the love that he has for God and like how he wants peace and like how like these hardships are making him like how they make him feel but as a result he's a much more complete person and you know it's just like i i remember one time i was driving down the like the highway and i was like i'm going to be late for my i'm going to be late for class today like if i I was like stressing, I was like, I was listening to Sabrina Carpenter, I'm pretty sure, I don't, or no, it was Dua Lipa, I was listening to Dua Lipa, and I was driving down the highway, and I was like, Dua Lipa, yeah, yeah, I'm levitating, you know, I was, I was jamming out, and then I was like, dang it, there was like a traffic jam, and there's like a two, uh, it was like an hour and a half delay, and I was like, I really want to be angry right now, I really want to be angry, I want to explode at this very moment, but then I was like, wait, Isha, hold on, hold on, it's not that big of a deal, it's like, but for me, it was, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, but then I had to, like, remind myself, I was like, no, reflect, it's a, it's gonna be okay, it's not that big of a deal, and then I put on um these, like, surahs from the Quran, and I put them on Spotify, and just listening to them helped me feel calm and at ease, and I was just like, it's gonna be okay, and you know what, I made it on time, I made it, like, 20 minutes early, actually, it was the craziest experience, I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I'm doing this every time now, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I feel good, um, because I was just relating to whatever the surahs were about, like, I actually literally, I put, like, surah for anxiety, (laughs) surah for, um, like, patience, like, I was literally putting these toros on, I was like, I really need, I really need to be patient right now, I need to be patient, because I could blow up, but I'm not going to, and I'm not saying don't feel your emotions, it is so important to feel your emotions, it is, I'm sorry, Uh, it is so important to feel your emotions, and just sit with your feelings, that is so important, Mm -hmm. but sometimes there are some moments in your life where you just, you're like, I really was so mad about this thing, and like, in retrospect, it was a tiny blip on my timeline, it did not matter at all, it was so insignificant, but in the moment, it felt like the biggest deal ever, it was the huge, the most ginormous thing that could, like, occupy your mind, and, like, your time, and your space, and that is the most, like, sacred thing that you have, is your time, and so why would you have something invade your time, and invade your sacred, like, mental space, and, like, have something encroach that, like, like, your brain and, like, make you feel crazy for, like, for, like, for something that you don't even remember in the grand scheme of things, and and that's, like, looking at things from a holistic perspective, which, again, I'm not saying be grateful for, like, what you have, although that is a good message, that is an amazing message, um, because, but sometimes you just need to, like, validate your feelings and, and, and be, and be, like, yeah, that was a big deal, that was a big deal, and you know what, it, it's okay that I made a a big deal out of it, because I'm human, and I'm allowed to do that, and you don't have to be perfect all the time, and, and yeah, and that's something that Islam preaches, too, like, you, we're all capable of making mistakes, we're all capable of just being so flawed, Uh, like, we're all so fundamentally, like, not fundamentally flawed, but, like, we're all so, like, flawed, we make mistakes every single day, but it's not the mistakes that we make. It's the the growth that comes out of those mistakes. It's like, how did that shape you? And growth is not supposed to be linear. Like, you're not supposed to be, I don't like, I used to be the type of person that was like, if you're better than who you were yesterday, you're a better person. And like, as a result, I don't believe that anymore. I don't think that growth is some linear concept where it's like, you have to be better than who you were yesterday, because that's also some like a kind of like competitive mindset that inhibits you a little bit because it's like oh man if you actually like if you were actually conscientious of your growth every single day you would realize that you stagnate a lot that you literally wrap like you you go on a lot of declines and that doesn't make you less perfect it doesn't make you less like like um worthy right that doesn't define your worth so i i think that as long as you can come out of a hardship and you can, you can realize that, oh, man, I didn't do as great this time, but I could have done better, that's all that you need, like, I could have done better, and if you can realize that, and you can recognize that, that makes you human, and it's not like, oh, I'm gonna do better every single day, every like, every single day, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm growing, um, but, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about, being a person, and being human, and connecting with who you are, and and spirituality, and whatnot.
0: Well, thanks so much, Isha. I really appreciate us concluding on such a positive note. I really enjoyed this agape chat with you, and I can't wait for everyone else to hear it.
1: Of course. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. What an amazing story. Did you catch any examples of agape love in action? What resonated with you in the story you shared today? What would our world look like if in every interaction we had, we allowed agape love to lead us? How will you show someone agape love today? Here at Bellarmine, we are a community of many faiths and no faiths, and campus ministry provides support and accompaniment to all as they embark on their individual spiritual journeys. If you would like to share your own story and possibly be featured in a future episode, please visit The Agape Project online at bit.ly forward slashing The Agape Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Agape Project. Tune in again next week for more stories. Have a great week.